Good Saturday morning, everybody. Kevin Draco with his dream house here along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kistner. Brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This dream house, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home, all about Colorado lifestyle and outdoor activities as well. We're going to feature some restaurants and bring you some of the very best uh, that Denver and the surrounding area has to offer you. We're going to navigate coming home over to pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House. And we'd love to hear from everybody. Mr. Kistner, good morning. Good morning. It's too early. Uh, Again, it, it is. However, I, I, I got a fun topic for you. Okay. As a matter of fact, uh, you tweeted this. Uh, earlier uh, this week, it's a uh, it's an anniversary of sorts. And those that don't know, you could find uh, Kevin at Kistner Radio at Twitter. Um, yeah, so we have an anniversary. Okay, I'm excited. A one year anniversary. Yeah, since the Russell Wilson trade. Yeah, and 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 you know, I I see a lot of interesting. You know, obviously, several people have covered this this week, but I thought it'd be a fun topic. And I, I thought one of the main things that I took away was, how did you feel then? How do you feel today? And look, I would say I'm a little defeated uh, from that opening surge because he struggled. Let's be honest. It was yeah. a struggling yeah. year. However, I am telling you, buddy, and this is just me. I, I, it's not just me. I've heard other people say this. I think he is going to be so much better under Peyton. Look, I have to be honest with you. You know I'm not a big Hackett fan. I thought he was a mess. He, he just wasn't ready to do the things he did. The things that he tried didn't work. I don't think he tried to not do a good job. It just wasn't a, a, a good mix. And I honestly think, hey, look, Russ, you look at the shape he's in today. He looks a whole lot different than he did a year ago. Yep. Uh, maybe, you know, it's partially his fault, too. Uh, however, uh, I do think uh, he's going to return to, look, I think he good shot to be top 10 quarterback this season. I think it's going to be a, a bounce back year. I think you finally have an adult in the locker room in Sean Payton. And that was my number one guy. It was. From, I remember. From a head coach. You, you now have your pride on the line and, now, and, buddy. And it was just because there's an adult in the room, a, an offensive genius. Like, stuff should work. And this was Russell Wilson's dream guy. Well, he's, and I don't. He's been dying for Sean Payton. I don't think people understand that coaching in the NFL is a business, right? It's a right. system. It's a bit. You are your own businessmen and you have to operate said business at a professional level it's a 24 hour seven days a week management job well yeah and it's not something you make up as you go right right Right. i mean there's a reason experience counts and i think uh you know how i felt about uh uh, peyton i thought well you know giving up what we had to give up to get a coach i'm not a fan of it however i am a fan of what he brings and i am a fan of him I just wish it wouldn't have cost us anything other than a salary uh, to bring him in. So I want to make that very, very clear. I'm actually very excited to have him. Um, but, again, there, this this experience at a coaching level, and let's face it, we've had our share of first time sort of didn't go very well coaching uh, in these past few years. Uh, I, I think it, it, it brings a whole lot of excitement um, to this team but here's my question for you along this line, and here's what I can't understand. Let me ask you something. Why is it whenever there is Broncos news, 
It doesn't matter what it is. It could be about the coach. It could be about a player. It could be about maybe somebody they're looking to bring in. It's always negative. It's always bad. It seems that way to me. You think it's negative. Well, I do. And here's what I mean, right? These articles are coming out now where it's one and done for Russ and Sean, right? Like, he's got one shot. Like, why does it always have to be bad? So let me say this. I think, and not the Broncos media in town. I love the people in our media here in town. The bloggers that everyone sits and follows sits there and posts any time the Broncos sign a free agent or sign somebody, he's automatically a Hall of Famer. He's the greatest thing ever. They just went out and signed uh, Lil Jordan Humphrey. No one knows who that is. I didn't know who he was. I have to be exactly. honest with you. No one knows. But guess what? He's an all-pro. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. They overhype it up. It's like, be yeah, real. I think the national media does quite the opposite. I think the national media just I think, wants to dig up dirt. I think that's a good possibility. I, I think there's a thing. The thing that bugs me is there's a lot of fake headlines and a lot of clickbait out there. And, look, I write tons but of why articles. Why do they have to write clickbait about the Broncos all the time? Can't, exactly. Can't somebody write a clickbait article that's actually somewhat uh, reasonable? Yeah. I'll tell you what. Go read my articles. That I'm giving How you guys. How I find your articles, buddy? You just go to Heavy. Heavy.com. Heavy.com. Hit me up on Twitter at Kiss Radio. I got you the best coverage. And there's there's headlines out there. Like, for, I'll give you a perfect ex- example. Uh, Matthew Barry, he works over, I think, at NBC Sports. He does. He's a fantasy football guy. But he posted this article of 23 things he heard, heard at the NFL Combine. Well, one of those things that he had mentioned was Sean Payton, has this feeling that it's a one-year audition for Russell Wilson. Okay, that might be true. I can see that. I kind of agree with it because if it doesn't work out, you got to move on. But then I see headlines everywhere that Sean Payton hates Russell Wilson. Yes, it literally. I think that is the word so hate, dude. messed up, <laughs> and I had to be PG on this. That is so messed up because that is a fake headline. Don't follow fake headlines. Headlines. But it just seems like every headline is that, right? I know. I know. And, and I'm just going, can't we ever get, like, again, I don't want to oversell this team. Let's face it. You can't oversell this right. team. We have no reason to oversell the Broncos, <laughs> really, right? I mean, when was the last time? Um, so don't oversell them. However, don't undersell them. Exactly. And don't make it all about just drama. Can yeah. we not like I'm already reading, you know, where Sean has the uh, the broken car with no mirrors. Right. Yeah. And what a stick and how awful this is. Don't bring this into this organization. Let the can you let him do whatever he all, thinks is the right thing to do for crying out all loud. He, all he's saying, it's a metaphor. Yes. We're not looking back. We're yeah. looking forward. I know. And for if anyone wants to spin that bad, they don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're watching. They don't know how to quote-unquote, report on this team. Well, I mean, it's like it, it doesn't matter what he anybody does, really. It's like, oh, my God, they're drinking out of uh, plastic bottles. Uh, whatever. Stop it. Grow Stop overanalyzing it. Uh, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about free agency. Uh, I, I'm disappointed at the guys that got tagged this season already because some of them were some guys that I liked. Uh, there's there's obviously yeah. plenty still available, uh, but uh, and I'll leave you at this, buddy. I think if we're going to end up having a good season, it's really going to be dependent on free agency. Yeah, 
I, I think it really comes down to Russell and Sean Payton. They got to make some solid moves in free agency. You got to hit. Got to hit. You got to find the right guys. No doubt. Don't right. overpay. Just find the right guys. All right. And Ru- and Garrett Bowles is not going to get moved. So stop that nonsense. It's time for our first guest, Michelle Oaks with Mountain Kitchens and Cabinetry. Welcome, Miss Michelle. How are you? I'm great. Thank you very much. Nice well, to be here. Yes. Thank you for making the trek on down from your beautiful mountaintop. <laughs> You'll hear the story, folks. I mean, Michelle is... Uh, you're you're up in uh, what county is that? Oh, we're in Summit County. Summit County. Yep. So I'm guessing Summit County serves Frisco, Dillon, Keystone, Breckenridge. Exactly. Yes, and we uh, do serve Eagle County as well, which is Vale. But our primary focus is are those areas: Keystone, Dillon, um, Frisco, Copper, Breckenridge, the, the, the snow globe. Yeah. Uh, towns. Yeah. But Summit County is relatively a local term, too. I realize that we use it, too, as all-encompassing of that area. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yeah. see, when you named all those towns, I knew every one of them, and I've been to every one of them. So and, I knew that. And now you know the local lingo. Now I know the local lingo. I, I, I am now accepted. That's good. Um, and so how long have you been in the design cabinetry business? How long have you been doing this? Yeah, well, um, the business itself has been around for nine years, and um, I bought it uh, just about two years ago. So I've been doing some design off and on before that, but now full-time at Mountain Kitchens for two years. And is this your first business? This is the first business I've owned. Yeah, yes. and I, I, I love when I hear that because I, I'd like to um, – I'm always interested to the thought process behind that uh, – I recently did, uh, well, I wouldn't say it was my first business, but it was first business where it was something I could sort of do full time. Uh, I don't think we put like DJing in there. <laughs> I don't think that counts. But anyway, um, how nervous were you? Uh, well, probably not as nervous as I should have been. Really? Now on the other side, looking back, I probably should have been a lot more nervous than I was going in. So um, I kind of had to learn the hard way of how to go about buying a business, what kind of things you had to put together. We went through a broker. Um, my husband helped me uh, with a lot of the stuff. I used a lot of specialists to help me figure it out. But it wasn't until you get into it on the other side that I realized how deep I was in. And, now you, and I'm just trying to see. And we, I want to make sure everybody that's listening, uh, Michelle and I have not talked about this in advance. Um, but if my calculations are right, those two years, you bought it during COVID? Um, yeah. It was one of those COVID decisions when you're sitting around doing less than you should be doing and wow. uh, looking for opportunities. And uh, my husband found it actually first, and he ran it by me a number of times when I said, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. No, there's no way. And then another month later, he'd say, just humor me. Just take a look at this one more time. And I'd say, no, really, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I don't want to own a business in Summit County. I don't want to leave we live in the denver metro area i'm not really sure that i want to i love the design aspect of it but i wasn't really sure i wanted to own a business yeah and but you got to think that's a scary time too because you don't know what's going to go on in covid you're buying this business um first off uh materials became somewhat extinct um during that period so like i don't know that you could have gotten into this business at more of a stressful time ever yeah well, in this industry, things were going gangbusters, and especially in Summit County, 
Um, people already have a second home or a third home in the mountain community. And so the COVID um, time frame allowed people to work from home that didn't usually get to do that. So they really could work anywhere they wanted to. Right, but you couldn't get your materials, could you? Uh, actually, I didn't have that bad a time. Really? Uh, the suppliers that I use are all made in America, so oh, I didn't have any supply chain issues. Wow. Um, the slowdown that we faced was mostly demand. So because there was so much demand for kitchen and bath, any home remodeling, um, it just took longer for them to produce what it was we needed, even though they had the materials here. Awesome. And so you do this, and um, I'm assuming you have a staff. How many people? On I do, yes. Um, I have uh, one lead designer right now, one who works part-time, and myself. We all work on design. And then a full-time project manager and my husband, who's a free installer. Oh, nice. And so you have all these employees that you're now responsible for. And I know you're not nervous. You think I got this. Um, and you start, and, you know, um, what was maybe the biggest lesson or the biggest thing that you didn't think of that you ultimately faced in starting your first time your own business? Um, one of the cabinet manufacturer uh, manufacturers that I deal with, he, he framed it working on the business versus working in the business. He used to make cabinetry himself, and he said he worked – in his business more than he worked on his business. Mm. And I think what was hardest for me was understanding the balance of both, that I was working on the business, on the business aspect of it, and then also doing the designing and working with clients and working on sales and working with staff, staffing issues, that type of thing. And so let's talk a little bit about your designing style. Now, you're up in the mountains, and of course, I guess we would all have this vision of a, a, a mountain home. And I do realize that that's not always necessarily a traditional thing. Um, but what are you seeing in a trend in uh, kitchens and cabinetry right now? Um, what does that look like up in the mountains? Sure. Um, you know, so much of Summit County was built um, between the 70s and the 90s. And so we joke that we'll never run out of old, outdated kitchens up there. No doubt. So uh, what most people are looking for is actually something a little bit more modern or a combination of that. So when I get an email or a phone call inquiry into my office, people are looking for what they call mountain modern. So um, they're not Who looking. Who knew there was a term like right? that? Right? Mountain modern. Mountain I modern. Like it. I like, you know, I love mid-mod. Mm-hmm. I love Modern, I don't know that I've heard mountain modern. I just gave you something new to you chew did. on today. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it, actually, because I'm I, that whole mountain kind of look, it's not that it's bad. I find it very cozy and welcoming, but I love a modern style. So the fact that you're starting to see that now, I think, is fantastic. What does that actually look like, however? Well, a lot of times uh, inside of a condo or a, an older home, you can't change everything about it, but you can change the cabinetry, the flooring, the countertops, and so on. So um, one home that we did on top of Baldy Mountain was a big log home interior, and she wanted the mountain modern aesthetic, and so we still had the huge round kind of golden yellow color pine logs, um, and then the upper cabinets were all white and the bottom cabinets were all gray, and they were all shaker-style doors, straight lines, no curves, very modern look in the cabinetry. So kind of putting those two things together, um, finding a way to make the old meld with the new instead of going all one way or all the other. That's what and does it stay, do you, and I get it, it's people's preference when I ask this question, but sure. then do you see sort of, I see in a lot of um, standard modern um, the the quartz or the marble is kind of a standard color. There could be a little color mixed in 
Are you seeing that up there almost even like I've seen a lot of slate and things like that? I mean, or is it no, Kev, we're still seeing that mix of, you know, marble? Um, a lot granite. of people do choose a fairly plain or um, a quartz pattern that doesn't have too much movement in it. Mm. A lot of times what they've seen are things from whatever city they're from. Since these are um, second homes, oftentimes right. vacation homes for people, they're from a larger metropolitan area. They've seen that type of design in larger me- metropolitan cities that they're from, or maybe they have it at the home where they are from. And so um, they oftentimes are choosing something that's pretty simple. Um, I love my clients the most, of course, who get creative and want to use, we still see a lot of granite up there, um, some marble, but a lot of quartz products because uh, a lot of these properties are also rental properties. So when they're not using them, the owners aren't using them, they're putting them in the rental market no matter how large, small condo up to a huge home. And so they want something that's real durable also. And so um, I'm going to come into your business. I'm a customer. What can I expect how does that process look, start? Um, well, of course, we ask you what it is you think you want, right? Um, have, what have you seen? What have you put on Pinterest? What what magazine articles have you have you cut out? Um, start talking to, be about, to you about what you think you want. Um, one of the things that Mountain Kitchen specializes in is high-end refacing. So a lot of times we're looking at your property to see if your um, the shape of your kitchen is working for you. If the boxes, the cabinet boxes, are in a good position already, um, we can come in and do high-end refacing um, on the whole thing. Or oftentimes we'll do just the base cabinets, and we can put in new, taller wall cabinets, or put an island where there wasn't one before. Which I, I, I know you use the word high-end, and I, I certainly understand that term. However, that would also, I'm assuming. It could still lead to some cost savings for your clients as well. Absolutely. And that's part of why we are carving out that niche in Summit County is because um, it's a much it's about 30% less than doing all new cabinetry. And if you've already invested in a stone, a granite, or a quartz countertop, you don't want to change that. Um, you can keep that in place. And, and when I say high-end, what I mean by that is the doors and the headers, all the fronts of your new cabinetry comes off the same production line as our new custom cabinetry from the same factory. So sure. we can do a combination then, too, of um, refacing the part you like, or maybe you say to me in our consultation, I can't stand where my range is, or I don't have enough space over here. I need to reconfigure that a little bit. All right. We have so many more questions for you. We've only just begun, but we got to take a break. Uh, we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. Uh, we'll be back with Michelle in a second. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances. They get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 star Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory. Work with a sleep expert on mattresses from Tempur-Pedic to Purple. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory in Mattress Kingdom. Visit ApplianceFactory.com. All right, everybody. Welcome back. We are sitting here with Michelle Oaks from Mountain Kitchen and Cabinetry and Chef Mark and Mr. Kistner behind the board doing nothing, I assure you, as he laughs over there. Chuckle away all you want, Mr. Kistner. Uh, Michelle, I wanted to get right back into our conversation. We were talking about um, high-end um, refacing of uh, 
kitchen cabinetries, and it struck me, and it struck me because I've not had many designers talk about this. I mean, is it fair to say that most um, kitchen designers and cabinetry companies, they want to kind of sell, sell you everything, right? Because that's the business they're in. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I'd say that that's fair. Oftentimes they want to come in and do a redesign. Um, most cabinetry companies don't even carry uh, or have the option of refacing. So for a lot of cabinetry companies, it's not an option that they're even familiar with. That's one of the things that sets us apart, that we do refacing, but we ask to have our the expertise of our project manager, our staff, that comes in and does that for you. And, and they will make help you make a decision. And you're right. It may go the other way if, if I want to change my whole sort of layout. And I would assume that's probably pretty popular, too, after all the advent of the monstrous kitchen island now. And, yes. you know, people forgoing their living room um, to have the right island, right? And so I, I could see. or But the reality is, couldn't you still keep the kitchen sort of cabinet structure, the box as you referred to it to us, and and still be able to do... Yeah, we could still change your island. We can still do that and keep the main boxes. I, I just see all the possibilities here. Um, you made a statement, I think, you if, and correct me if I'm wrong, before we went uh, to commercial break of the boxes, the boxes, the box, right, at the right. end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Cabinetry boxes are made one of, you know, two or three ways, but the, the box is the box is the box. It's the beautiful doors and drawer headers that are the wood species you choose, the, the stain or paint you choose. Yeah, yes, and, and absolutely. to set it straight in my head, because this is what I was thinking as you were talking, I was thinking, like, oh, what would I do? You could still do soft drawers and soft clothes cabinetry, right? All the sort of things that people imagine they're going to do when they do an entire cabinetry. Yes, absolutely. So whenever we come in, we replace the drawer boxes and the glides, so it's full extension drawers. Now you can see what's in the back third of your drawer. Soft closed doors and drawers, all the bells and whistles, and then all the inserts too, all the fun things that people want inside their drawers. That can all be accomplished with refacing. Um, another advantage is that you can go with a what's very popular right now is the a combo color so you might go with a painted navy blue on the bottom and a a warm caramely wood tone on the top or a, a white and a gray or something like that so refacing allows us to do that too or a combination of refacing and new and i do want to make it clear though for the person that no nah, you know what i want all new cabinetry in my home you guys do that absolutely just the same right? yes yes that's kind of the easier thing frankly yeah to go into a, a relatively empty space or to measure it out when it'll be empty and put new cabinetry in there um that's a little bit easier than doing a combination or refacing but we're happy to do whatever the customer wants and sometimes we do get into an older property and we find out that the cabinets the boxes have been damaged or if they want to move them around too much we do need to put in something new um and that's fine too so yeah, we do both refacing and new. And beyond that, I don't know, um, maybe I'm wrong, but, you know, I mean, it's not uncommon to find heated garages and, you know, uh, spaces. And I'm assuming, you know, you would put cabinetries in garages. You have the outdoor space. You have the kitchen. Let's not forget the bath. Maybe do you do like, would you also do like wet bars in areas of the home as well yes absolutely um, any place that you can imagine cabinetry mountain kitchens will come and help you do your design so for a wet bar or for a mudroom entryway garage cabinetry any of those types of things um, people need storage storage is at a premium a lot of people live in condominiums and townhomes up there so that's one of the things that we help with is identifying or designing cabinetry to help with you know the 15 pairs of boots you have coming in your door or coats for all seasons in colorado as you know 
in in my understanding is in because unfortunately we are running out of time and I hate this show because we really start need to do like two part shows because we always run out of time with our guests. Um, but you do have your own installers. Yeah? Yes. So if somebody comes in, they go through the design with yourself, or I think you said you had another person, uh-huh, yeah? Yep. And then um, how about the timing right now on cabinets? How available are they? Is there a um, you know a delay in getting goods and things yeah, like that? Yeah, you know, I carry three different lines of cabinetry, so it sort of depends on what you want. Um, my line where I do refacing and new showplace cabinetry out of South Dakota, um, that's custom for your order. And right now they're at about a 12-week lead time, so okay. that's coming down. That was as long as 24, and we're down to about 12. Uh, we sell Wellborn cabinetry out of Alabama, and they're about 8 to 12 weeks. And then I also carry a line of um, ready-made cabinetry, so it's not customizable, but if you have a pretty... Um, straightforward project, or a lot of times I work with contractors up there that have a project that they need fast, I can get that cabinetry in two to three weeks. So, and even so, though, I think somebody that's doing this, your recommendation on how far in advance they, when they, oh, you know, I think I want to do this, how far in advance do you suggest they come in to chat with you? Well, probably farther than they think. So, mm-hmm. when you ask me about a season where we don't do um, installs, oftentimes I'm hearing now in February about people that would like to do a project in April, which is when they're thinking they're ready to do their project, but our April calendar you know, got booked up probably in February. So, right. So you're you know, give ready. us give us a few months. You know, we'll always start working on your design. We'll work on the consultation. We'll work with you on what you want. But in order to kind of get in line for your uh, installation and make sure we can get the product to you, you know, get the design the way you want it. You know, give us at least a few months. Well, we are out of time. However, if our listeners, and I'm sure they're going to, want to give you a call or contact you, how would they do that? Um, the best way to do it is to reach us by um, email at info at mtnkitchens.com, or you can call us um, in our Dillon showroom office at 970-389-8983, or you can check out our website, mtnkitchens.com. I want all three of those because our people were fumbling for their pens to write it down. Let's give it to them one more time, nice and slow, so they can write. Okay, sure. That's info at mtnkitchens.com. Our phone number is 970-389-8983, and our website is mtnkitchens.com. We are going to have to have you back on because I have so many more questions about so many other areas uh, of things that you do, <laughs> which is amazing. That would Congratulations be great. on your business. I'm glad it's doing so well. Thank you. And come on, everybody, let's support Michelle here. Give her a call. She's going to make your mountain home beautiful. I have no doubt about it. And we'll have you back on soon. How's that sound? That would be great, Kevin. Thanks so much. Awesome. All right. Thank you. Have a great day now. You too. All right, everybody. It's time for our 10-second tips with Chef Mark. Yeah. Kevin, you all set over there? I am ready. I promise you, I have a somewhat difficult question. Not Ooh. difficult. It could be difficult to explain in 10 seconds. Oh, okay. So I'll give you that hint, Mr. Kistner. Okay. Over or under? I want to go over. So I was picked on from Abilena because I call them pay muscles. A uh, little embarrassing now uh, because so it's they P-E-I. are P-E-I. It's actually P-E-I, a anagram. Edward Island Muscles. Yes. Okay. So two-part question for okay. you. Uh, one, how are they collected? Okay. And two, what makes them so special? Ooh, okay. That's... Wait. Uh, whoa. Go. 
Um, they're typically grown on a long string out in the ocean, and then they pull that string up, and it gets cut off the string, which is why you have to de-beard a mussel. And then, oh, I've always part two. Darn it. Part two was uh, what makes them so special. That was 11 seconds right there. Should I keep going? You will, no. no uh, I win. You win. <laughs> I love how you guys move the goalposts on me. But okay. That's how we do. But that, let's. Let's answer okay. the second question. What 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 makes them so special? Um, it's the cold water. It allows them to grow very slowly, so they have they're packed full of flavor. Well, there you go. And they were, by the way. Okay, good. They yeah. were amazing. Yes, yeah. And I'm glad that I uh, you asked me two questions, now, so be, I feel like I should have gotten now, 20 now, seconds. Now, real quick question: <laughs> We had mussels in Belgium. Okay, possibly why I liked the pie mussels. The pie mussels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, why I liked them. I have to tell you, the mussels in Belgium mm-hmm. were just incredible, and they were in a white wine garlic sauce, just so you know. Delicious. Um, but do you, is there a specific style they would use? You know, I am not sure. I feel should like, ask that question. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like uh, it's definitely a cold water thing. You know, there's like hot, uh, warm water and cold water lobsters. There's a lot of different. But certain shellfish, mussels, um, oysters, clams just are better in cold water. So yeah, and I, everywhere you went in in, in that in, country yeah. there was like mussels was like it just seemed like everybody ate mussels it's, and it's got to be like the English Channel or something. I'm I, I have to imagine. It, I, it, you it, were the one that was just I, there. I, you I, tell I, me. I, well, I wasn't just there. I was there 3 years ago, but <laughs> all I know is the mussels, mussels were are amazing. even like, better. Yeah. Like when me and my wife talk about that trip it, 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 it undoubtedly it goes to the muscles of is, here. Is this show just slowly devolving into a food show? Sometimes. Okay. Well, that's why I have a chef as a partner here, so he can help me through this mess. Ooh. Um, but I'm going to give you homework. Okay. Ooh. I want you to find out why the, the what makes the muscles in Belgium so incredible. Next 10-second tip, I can talk about that? Sure. Love no, it. because you'll have the answer. You'll that is true. That, that is not true. A, uh, okay. But I would like to know the answer, and I okay. know you're the guy that can find out. I'm going to find out. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us this week. Hope you had a good time. Uh, join us next week, Saturday, 8 a.m., back here on The Fan for this dream house. Have a good day, everybody.